Are you ready to discover and unlock your full potential in God? Are you ready to release the power of God in your life? Or do you sense that purpose and destiny are beckoning you to take a leap of faith? If so, continue to listen to this episode. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr. I'm going to share uncompromising truth and amazing insights as we partner with God on our journey to wholeness, purpose, and to pursue our callings and passion. Take a listen and please stay tuned to the end of the episode. I've got some exciting updates to share with you. See you in just a few minutes. Welcome to all of my overcomers, friends, and family. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr., and I want to thank you for spending a few of your precious and busy moments out of your day listening to Conversations with Chris. As usual, this episode is going to be thought-provoking, paradigm-shifting, and is going to enhance and bless all of your relationships. I am overwhelmingly sure I will guarantee you that you'll be stretched, but you will be challenged and you'll be blessed beyond measure with what you're going to hear and learn today. So thank you to all of our partners. And I want to take a special moment to thank you to those who are sponsoring this, this conversation with Chris. It is just because of your love, your hard work, your encouragement, the letters you send, the email you send, and your financial support that we're able to do this at the level that we do it. Every seed you sow changes a life. And so I want to thank you to all of our friends and partners. Well, that's enough about that. Come on, join with me and let's get into this week's episode. You know the routine. Grab your pen, your paper, your notepad, your Apple, your Android, Whatever you have to get, grab it because we're going to take copious notes. You're going to write down questions. You're going to write down strategies. And we're going to take this journey as we talk about relationships. May no mistake about it. This is hot. Do you hear me? This is hot. Many of you have been talking about our last couple of episodes. And so this week, I thought we would continue in the same vein and even answer a couple of questions that were received. We talked last week about relationships, some of the keys to having healthy and successful relationships. At the end of it, one of the things that stuck out the most with you and I and many other of our partners was that relationships require vulnerability and transparency. Yes, that was a huge takeaway to understand that in order to fully relate to someone, in order to fully say you connect with someone, we have to be 100% present, willing to let our guards down and be transparent. It seemed to have challenged a lot of our thinking. I want to make sure you understand this, that if we're not vulnerable, if we're hiding parts of us, if we're, if we're protecting part of us and presenting false personas, or false personalities to each other, 
then we really don't relate. We relate based off false information or false presentation. Therefore, we don't have a real and healthy relationship. Have you ever been in something that you thought was a relationship only to find out later that you didn't have a real connection at all? Could it have been that you were in a relationship with someone who had a split personality? Now, I'm not talking about Jekyll and Hyde. I'm simply talking about the reality that sometimes, even believers, we have a work persona, the way we carry ourselves at work. We have a church persona. Oh, boy. The way we cover and carry ourselves at church. We have a home persona. The way we present ourselves to our loved ones. But unfortunately, sometimes these different persons all get mixed up on the inside. And unknowingly, we're not in healthy relationships. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. So just buckle your seatbelt. I want to really talk to you about some other things that we left off with at the end of last episode, primarily starting with insecurities. If you're taking notes, if you're speaking into a voice transcriber or anything of that nature, I want you to make sure you write down the word insecurity. Insecurity, the root word being insecure. Now let's just redefine that very briefly just so that we can be on the same sheet of music. To be insecure means to be not firmly fixed. In other words, to be liable to give away or break. It also means to not be confident or assured. It's like being uncertain and anxious. In other words, it has a, a, it, it has a connotation that we're deficient in our confidence and assurance about ourselves and about our ability to do things well. Let me say that one more time. Insecure or insecurities are rooted in self and our ability to do other things well. <coughs> so it's not just um, 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 what we do, it's who we are and vice versa. But at the end of the day, uh, insecurity is a feeling of inadequacy or even let's call it uncertainty. You see, it's hard to be in a relationship when we're uncertain of even ourself. You know, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. That really literally means, and it tells me, that to the same degree that I love myself, I have the ability to love you and those I'm in a relationship with. To the degree I affirm me, to the degree I value me, to the degree I accept me, I cannot do it for others to a higher degree. It all starts with a healthy image of self. That in and of itself, really explains the insecurity. Insecurities at the end of the day are rooted in a lack of self-love, self-value, self-worth. 
they're all rooted and stem from an unhealthy fear. And because of that, they involve a lack of trust. My friend, this is why it is almost impossible to have healthy relationships without addressing and working on our insecurities. Well, I don't want to rehearse all of the other episodes content, but just make yourself one mental note and a physical note that you and I must begin to become aware of our insecurities and even take note of the insecurities present in others. Don't get me wrong. You can't change them, but you can become aware of what's inside of them. This is not a call to take up a false burden of of fixing, adjusting or addressing other people. But in this season, you must be aware of the nature and the motive and the character of other people, especially those that you say you're in a healthy relationship with. Well, let's just trace this down the line just for a moment. And I want to make sure this makes good sense to you. Insecurities normally are birthed and start as early as our infancy days. They come from those we are supposed to be healthily attached to. You see, our attachment or the attachments we're supposed to have with parents, family, and even extended family provide a level of validation, nurturing, acceptance, approval, and love that tells me that I am accepted, that I'm more than enough, and they actually booster my identity. They they secure me in myself. However, when those that I'm supposed to be healthily attached to unfortunately fail me for whatever reason, I become deficient and I grow up deficient. And unfortunately, I never know when that deficiency peaks its head. I'm trying to tell you insecurities can be deep rooted, deep seated and present for a long time before they ever rear their ugly head and start troubling and dismantling relationships. Don't get me wrong. They may be hiding, but they are present. Now, I want to go a little bit further today because as we were looking at insecurities and their impact on relationships, I automatically drew my attention that insecurities normally and usually are accompanied by a thing called comparison. That's right we start comparing more than we should. Now, there's nothing wrong with measuring, but unfortunately, when we start comparing, we usually, because of our insecurities, we look for the differences. Let me explain this. To compare something by definition, it really means to examine. It's simply examining the character or the quality We're trying to discover how much we're similar or how much we're different. Comparing is taught in elementary school. We compare numbers. We compare the sizes of blocks. We compare shapes. We want to know because we can learn things by comparing things. You understand that, don't you? If we compare what's on one side of a scale to the other in a healthy way, 
we can learn how to measure weight. But what becomes unhealthy is if a insecurity is present, then my comparing, because of my insecurity, it starts measuring my weakness versus someone's strength. Now, let's just say that again. Unfortunately, because of insecurities, comparing or comparison becomes deadly and dangerous because we tend to gravitate towards measuring our weaknesses in light of other people's strength. I don't talk well, but you do. I'm already well aware that I don't do it well. What do you think will happen if I start comparing or measuring my inability to talk against your strength and talking well? Inevitably, it's going to start tearing me down. It's going to make me feel worse. As a matter of fact, if I'm not careful, I'll start even eyeing the person that I'm measuring myself against in an unhealthy manner. You see, I'm trying to be very clear about this. There's nothing wrong with comparing. Comparing in and of itself is healthy. But the reason we're comparing, it becomes deadly, even nearly toxic. Because our lens determines how we see it. Let me make one note and be very, very practical and clear in this episode. Never compare your weakness versus another person's strength. God made us all diverse. We're different. We should learn to celebrate our differences. As a matter of fact, it seems that it may be the will of God that he'll connect my weakness to your strength. It's how we have everything in common, how we grow and how we provide and how we blossom and thrive. It seems that if we're in relationship, we don't have to relate based off what we measure against. We can really relate what we have in common. But if we're on OMG, if we are very uh, 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 unaware of our insecurities, we will allow the way we compare measure to make us pull away, isolate and withdraw from the very thing God released to us that would help and assist us. Well, my friend, listen, the Bible is very clear and it talks about almost every subject. And I want to be clear, the Bible even talks about comparing. Paul, when he was writing to the church at Corinth, he said in 2 Corinthians 10 and 12, he said, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and compare themselves against among themselves are not wise. Very plain and simply put, wisdom is the principal thing. With all our getting, get understanding. If wisdom is the principal thing, it is the chief, it is the preeminent, it is the first thing, then Paul tells us that if we compare ourselves against other people, it's simply not wise. We have to learn to celebrate our uniqueness. We have to celebrate our diversity. Celebrate that the Father made me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made even 
and my distinctions and differences from all of his other creations. Learn to embrace the truth that when God made you and me, he broke the mold. No two of us are alike, and that is healthy. So I should not compare my differences or my weakness against another person's strength. Inevitably, they undermine and erode any healthy relationship. But even worse than that, I saw what creeps in after we don't manage our insecurities, if we're not aware, we become uh, um, in a state of comparing and we start measuring everything. But unchecked, we become envious or jealous of the other person and what they have. This, my friend, is a ultimate relationship ender. Now I know we like to talk about there are many things such as people lying, gossip, that can end relationships. But those are all individual choices. You can choose to deal with a liar. You can choose to deal with someone who robs us. You can forgive. But unfortunately, matters of the heart, usually if you're not aware, they cause you to pull away. Let's define jealous or envy just for a moment. Because the words are used interchangeably, oftentimes. If you were to look up the word jealous or to be jealous, one of the first words it would use is hostile. OMG. How healthy of relationship can we have if hostilities are present? Another word it uses is intolerant. Now, I know you're waiting for the typical and classic definition but I want to give you words that come straight out of the, the dictionary as, as, as to describe what jealous is. It's intolerant. It's, it's harsh. But the most common definitions include a feeling or showing an unhappy or angry desire to have what someone else has. OMG. It literally means we become, we start coveting. We want what someone else has, or we want to be, even worse, who someone else is. You see, that is a high form of dishonor to God, because if he blessed me with an ability, a skill, or talent, it's dishonorable to say, I wish I had this one and not the one he gave me. See, when we compare it, we automatically discredit the value of what he gave us and how he made us to function. So because of that, we become jealous. We become envious. We automatically crave. We have an intense desire to be what we cannot be and to have what we cannot have. Unfortunately, because our focus is on the object of our desire, inevitably the relationship takes a turn, becomes toxic, and it's just a matter of time before it rolls into a fleeting, if anything, a war. Now, let me explain this because some may be saying that's pretty harsh. Well, the Bible is not really silent on that matter either. I'm going to take you to Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, chapter 27 and verse 4. It says, very simple, Wrath is cruel, and anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before envy? 
Wow, my friend. It says, who is able to stand before envy? It implies that you can stand before cruelty. You can stand and outlast things that are outrageous. But envy or jealousy, it's a matter of time before something or someone gets knocked over. It will tear down the relationship. Let's use a classic narrative out of the Bible to make sure that you understand this principle very clearly. I want you to think back to the young David and the King Saul. King Saul implored David and David really had every intention of blessing King Saul. King David went out to battle, had victory and success, not based off him, but it was given to him by God. Quick side note, and I hope you hear me and take this for what it is. Be careful of that when God starts blessing you and using you, others who have insecurities will often turn on you. Let me say that again. I want you to be very careful in this season. The things you've prayed for, you're about to receive. You're going to walk into them. The positions, the wealth, you're getting ready to get those things. But unfortunately, the insecurities in others will cause those very same people to turn on you. Put a pause in David. Let's walk down this road for a minute. Have you ever noticed that when we're all in uh, a single status and unhappy, that we get along well? But OMG, just allow one of us to find a happy mate. It's a ma- And we say the Lord finally blessed us, answered our prayer. It's a matter of time before friends become foes. Was it the blessing or was it the insecurity that was always there that finally surfaced? You know, we're all riding the bus or we all have old cars and all of a sudden one friend is blessed with a nicer vehicle, a newer vehicle or an upgraded model. Have you ever noticed that one friend inevitably starts saying, who do you think you are? Or why are you so much better than me? I'm trying to tell you, my friend, it's a matter of time before insecurities unchecked lead to to comparison and jealousy. And that three stranded cord will unravel a healthy relationship. Well, let's go back to David in the Bible. David was sent out to do an assignment and he went out to war and obtained victory with the help of God. Upon his return, the crowd starts singing, Saul has slain his thousands. But you know the story, David is ten thousands. You see, the crowd was not really doing anything other than recounting the facts. Saul being the king had killed a few. David being a young tender warrior killed more. You would think the whole nation would celebrate because it provided safety and security and victory for the whole army. However, Saul's insecurity rose up in him. Instead of hearing that we got the victory, he started comparing and started counting the numbers more than the corporate victory. Wow. He started realizing David has obtained greater victories than I have. David has excelled and his number is greater than mine. It was a matter of time before Saul compared 
and then became jealous to the point he tried to kill David. What once was a happy, successful, dynamic relationship, well, it became the very thing that tried to take David out. David found himself running for his life because old Saul could not manage his own insecurities. Could it be, my friend, that the reason why some people in leadership in other positions turned on you was not because you did wrong, it was because their insecurities finally surfaced. I'm just trying to help you understand, in this season, guard your heart carefully. Make a healthy assessment of all your relationships. Don't ignore what God reveals to you. If he does not say cut it off, then you walk with an awareness and you walk with a strategy to help someone else's insecurity. Maybe you're called to speak life to them. Maybe you have to remind them that at the end of the day, our value is determined by our father. Now let me explain that. I told you that relationships hinge upon who we are healthily attached to. And so as a father, a father gives a child value by the words they use or the words they don't use. We can build or tear down simply with our words. Well, your heavenly father has already decreed and declared. He's publicly announced how he feels about you how he feels about those you're in relationship with. The problem is we become disconnected from truth. We allow our bank accounts, our job statuses. We allow our positions and titles to tell us how much we matter to the world, to others, and to God. But if we ever get back to the reality that each individual is fearfully and wonderfully made, we are absolutely the apple of his eye. Like a mother hen broods over a chicken, he sits over us. Every word he's released over us, he's watching over it. He's hastening to perform it. So much so that God so loved each person on this earth, you, me, and the people you're in relationship with, he loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son and to die in place for us. The, the, the priceless sacrifice told me how much I mattered to him. But you see, when we measure everything else, we somehow feel like we come up short and we try our best to derive value from everything else other than the Father. Listen, my friend, before we get out of here, I want to simply remind you and encourage you that jealousy goes back to comparison. Comparisons are linked to insecurities. They are a three-stranded cord that will choke out the life of any relationship. I'm asking you in this season to do some heart work, do some soul searching. Find out if there are insecurities hiding in your heart. The Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. It could fool even you. 
We've got to become more authentic. We've got to ask God to search our hearts, try our hearts. We need to find out, are there areas in me that I don't feel like I measure up or I'm not enough? Are there areas in me where I feel like I have to overperform or work harder than other people? Do I walk in a full assurance and awareness that my father unconditionally loves and accepts the real authentic me? Now, just one second, I'm not saying that we should not improve. I'm not saying that we should not sharpen our skills or invest in our growth and development. But I am saying, I really am saying that because we live in a fallen world and because things have happened to you and they've happened to I, they ought to sit down and let our Heavenly Father heal us. Let him love on us. Let him reassure us. And let him melt away every insecurity that will potentially sabotage godly connections that I need in my future. The old saying is, don't burn bridges. You may need to go back over them. Well, my friend, this is the season that God is testing our hearts. He's testing our relationships. He wants to know, do you love yourself as he loves you. And if you do, can you love everyone else that you relate to the same way the father loves you? My friend, if you press into that truth, I promise you, your relationship will flourish. You'll give others the advantage. You will help others. And you, my friend, out of those seeds you're sowing in relationships, will have an abundant harvest coming back to you in all of your godly relationships. I pray you have the courage to disconnect from unhealthy relationships, to separate from toxic people and places, and really press in in this season to wherever God has you connected. Don't be pulled out by the devil. Lean in where God has you planted. I pray you blossom where you're planted. Well, my friend, that is is more than enough for us to chew on during this episode. Whatever you do, don't allow your insecurities to ruin your godly connection. See you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Chris podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can visit www.christiantheowell.com For more information concerning books, blogs, information on spiritual growth and development, and even some of the services we provide, such as coaching, therapy, and deliverance sessions. Also, you can find more information about all that we do at www.overcomersmovement.org. Listen, we are everywhere on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Apostle Chris or look for Overcomers Movement. Look, I enjoyed this time with you today. Before we leave, please take a moment at the end and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If this session has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend, spread the word, tell them that Conversations with Chris is happening every week. Listen, our hearts are for you. 
You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You have the victory, and we'll see you next week. Take care.